Okay. Okay. So, uh, whoa. What's up, everybody? This is uh, Francisco here with my good buddies Andrew and Charles for Sports Goose number 165. I think I got that right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this is the last one that we're sponsored by Factor. So, you know, look at the promo codes and the link and the stuff on the screen or on Twitch. You can see it there. And we're, we're doing the things where you can buy some, some nice meal meal kits that are waiting for you at your door after a long day of work and you're just tired and you don't want to go around the shopping cart and looking for food. You just, you just need to get home and just be comfortable in your own space. And that's what they do here. They send it right to your door. You, you grab it. They got the instructions there. They're chef-prepared instructions with all the ingredients that you need. You just do what you need to do. Follow the instructions. You got yourself some good good meals. So you get 50% off your first box from us, I guess. Or from them. We're just telling you about it. All right. Well, uh, so yeah. Uh, to Andrew, how's it going? Not too bad. Yeah. Uh, just working today. How about yourself? Yeah. Okay. All righty. Yeah. No, we're we're good. We're good. Let's see. Oh, that works. <laughs> okay. Woo. Uh, I'm. I got a soundboard now, so now I'm. I'm. I'm messing around with it. I gotta find a nice little uh, routine for this. But this is like I've been wanting to do this for quite a bit, and I thought I had to buy like a separate thing, but they got different little apps and stuff for this. So, you know. But let's. let's... Okay, uh, all right, uh, Charles, how, how are you doing? I'm very full. Oh. Uh, you know, I sent you yeah, guys that uh, photo of what right. I ate. Mm. I, I don't know how I'm going to live. Well, if, you're I, not. if I make it through the show without falling asleep. You're, you're you know, not. You're not. Or I'll die in one day. You're, you're but that thing what I ate, Jesus Christ. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's a good death, as I said. Oh, boy. Very Yikes. This this is gonna be you later on. <laughs> oh man, I'm gonna have so much fun with this. This is the show where we have new toys. <laughs> oh Jesus! You you were like playing this one out. That might be me. That might not be me. We're gonna see what my constitution can take me to be. Yay. Okay, but so regardless, a- anyways, times. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, World Baseball Classic is over. We got some thoughts on that because that happened. So that was a sports thing that happened. I wanted to do sports show, everybody. Uh, we actually watched sports, so that's a thing that happened. Uh, March Madness still going on. Uh, still, my team is still alive, so that's cool. And really, those are the only two things that I I. I've been noting as far as the sports world is concerned. And then I think I jotted down some things in my notes app on my phone that we... Let's see, I want to make sure. I, I hear a cat noise. I don't know if Charles got his own soundboard back there. But... Uh, no, it's just a cat coming in. He wants to chime in. <laughs> when we get Luna to I mean, chime just in as well. Like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> on Andrew's side, I can just get Luna to chime in. Um, so... Anyways, uh, I'm trying to open the notes up, see if I had some ideas here. Uh, oh, yeah. Speaking of food. Um, all right. So I guess this is an earlier thing, but it's basically. Anyways, so 
lately, uh, work has been kind of, you know, whatever. And, and I get home and I'm really not in the mood to cook as of late. And I've kind of just been kind of pushing toward all of my, uh, my tokens as far as my calories and food are concerned toward lunch. And so, uh, Publix has been kind of coming in handy for that. They got the app. You, you can just order your, you, you can pre-order your subs there and then it's all ready to go. Like in half an hour, you can just go out and pick it up. So I, I'm planning, I've been planning like my hearings and stuff around it. So I'm like, okay, I'll probably be out by, let's say one o'clock. So I can just plan out so I can be like at one fifteen. I can, uh, you know, get out of work and just drop on by, grab my sandwich for Publix and then head back and eat some lunch. Right. So it's been coming in clutch lately. Uh, the app's pretty cool. You can just customize your sandwich there. You don't have to wait in the big line, especially during like lunch rush and stuff. Cause you know, sometimes that, that happens. You can just pop on in there and you just pick it up right from the little thing. They keep it warm for you. And then you can pick up, you know, chips or, or, you know, drink and stuff like that on your way out. So that's been coming in clutch for me. However, I, for whatever reason, I, I was, I don't know, I was in the, I was ordering the sandwich. This happened uh, recently. So I was ordering the sandwich, right? And they, they keep your, your savings from like, uh, or like your, your customizations from last time, right? Mm-hmm. So you don't have to make any more changes. Like, okay, you just copy and paste whatever you had from before. Cool beans. And then I don't know what, what I, I was, and I think I was, I was, uh, kind of trying to juggle the hearing and, and ordering my sandwich during a hearing or something. <laughs> I was looking at the app and I was not really paying attention. And I was just like, okay, yeah, get, get the same thing. Uh, and then I, for whatever reason, I think I saw something. I'm like, maybe I want to make a change. You know, have a different type of topping or, you know, add some, I, I don't know what I was trying to do. But I did that and I hit like clear all on it. So I'm like, okay, cool. And then I thought, okay, well, I, I thought I was clearing all of, like, I think I was trying to take out the mayo from my sandwich. I didn't want mayo on it. And so, like, uh, I ordered the sandwich. Earrings over, whatever. I, I'm I'm going to pick it up. And I get it. I, I come back to my office. Got my sandwich. I'm all excited. It's warm and everything like that. You know, I'm just, just like, this is my, my, my only meal for the day, guys. And I open it, and... I got the white bread that I wanted, got the chicken tenders that I wanted, I got the Swiss cheese that I wanted, but I didn't get nothing else. Oh my gosh, so you just got basically a sandwich that you made at home. <laughs> no, I, even I wouldn't have a sandwich like that at home. You know, I, I get a little something something, you know, so I'm like, what happened? What is this madness? And I, I thought they had made a mistake. I'm like, there's no way. And I was, I rechecked my order. I'm like, when I hit clear all, I cleared out all the toppings. There was no lettuce, no tomatoes, nothing. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm staring at this sandwich now. It's, I'm sure, like, the person who prepared it was just like, this is a fucking weirdo. <laughs> this was the most weird sandwich. And I'm like, oh, okay. Fine that this is this this is and I didn't have any dipping sauce or anything to try and make it you know to salvage it and oh, I was already good? I'm sure I just pretended like I had chicken tenders oh, okay. that just had cheese on it with bread like I still ate it because I was still like I needed to eat something but it was the most <laughs> most surprise like 
I look. I look forward to this every day, guys. This is my. This is the highlight of my workday. And I just opened this to like, what is this madness? This monstrosity? What am I looking at? And lo and behold, I hit. I accidentally or I hit that clear all button thing. I just removed the mail, and it removed everything. So that was my lunch a couple days ago, and. You know, it happens, right? It, you, you you accidentally order something wrong, and you you don't get, and it was your fault. It wasn't their fault. They followed the order to a T. So Publix really, they like whoever uh, prepared that. You know, good on you, uh, because that was all me right there. So just uh, you know, just just me. You know, that was me. That's how I felt right there. A slow clap for me, guys. All righty. So that was my adventure for lunch. Uh, so yeah, the, the complete opposite of whatever you were having, Charles. That was doused in all sorts of things. Am I? Am I the only one on here? Hello. I don't hear nobody. I can now. hear you. Okay, I think Charles backed out. So, all right. Well, Andrew, uh, World Baseball Classic. We'll we'll wait for him to pop back on now. I think he, uh, yeah, I think he, 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 for whatever reason, I think he lost connection or something. He'll pop back in. But, okay, so WBC, the, the tournament's over. It's, it's done. It's, it's, it, ooh, man. First, Andrew, your thoughts, the culmination of this, this event. Um,. I mean, it was as good as advertised. Um, you know, 2017 was great. I mean, it was great that the U.S. won. That kind of really put a cap on it. Um, I, I wish the U.S. could have uh, pulled through here, but the I think John Smoltz mentioned it a few times on the, the broadcast last and. I'm not going to put this in my my petty bracket because it's it's not worth it's such a minor thing mm. but I really wish they would have whether the US was in it or not would have broadcast the game on Fox proper instead of FS1. Yeah. Um that that's a good. You know, this you know, this this whole tournament leading up to it you know, everyone's talking about, you know, almost kind of like this is a make or break year for the tournament. I mean, it, it seems like it is every year, uh, every time it's played, you know, 2017, you know, the interest is a little bit more, a little bit more, a little more each year. Um, I returned. There he is. Okay. Hey, Charles. Anyways, we're, we're, we're um, on the WBC. We're, we're done with my sandwich story. All right. <laughs> The moment everybody's been waiting for. Indeed. In the group chat and the masses who had to wait two weeks as we were deciding whether or not it was a real sport. A real sporting event, I should and say. Continue. Um, you know, the the momentum of this thing uh, seems to be building every time that it's played. Um 
you know, Israel, you know, I was, Israel in 2017 was playing out in Korea, I think. Um, so I was, you know, I was lucky the, uh, the games were being brought, by the way, the games were actually broadcast, you know, this is a good move. Previously, they were broadcast on, I think, MLB Network. Um, this time they were actually broadcast on channels that people could readily access. Yeah, on like a, uh, an actual basic cable package. Right. Awesome. Yeah. Um, you know, Fox for only one or two games, maybe, certainly one. Um, FS1 for the majority of them. Occasionally a couple were on FS2, which is a little harder to come by um and then there were a couple that you that you that were on uh tubi at the very beginning of the tournament um but tubi is free so anyone can access it so realistically speaking i'd say a solid majority of the games pretty much anyone could see um or a vast majority of people could see in the united states with a relatively basic package um so i mean it was great for the growth of this tournament um you know it's got everybody talking i think having the u.s go so far really helped it seems like the u.s is the last country that seems to be getting on board with this thing Ironically, considering that this was started by Major League mm. Baseball in the very beginning, and it's still run by them for the most part. Indeed. Um, you know, as you tweeted last night, uh, U.S. pitchers are cowards for not participating in this thing. <laughs> um, you know, who knows? Maybe, you know, you would think it worked for some people. 2017 got a few people over the hump. The problem is because of COVID, there was such a long layoff that the memories of the of the U.S. win started to fade. Um, if it had happened in 2020, like they were intending to, um, or or no, 2021 maybe. No, yeah, 2021. I think I think it was yeah. They were trying to do. They they had it. Because, uh, like, the first one was 2006, then they tried to do, like, every three years, and so they had 2009. But then they were like, no, let's do every four years, like, like all, like, the Olympics and the World Cup and stuff like that. And so they did that 2013, right. 2017. And, yeah, then they were planning, once again, 2021, and then, you know, that didn't happen. And then they, they finally got it off here, but now they're doing it 2026, so they're going to go back to every three-year schedule. Or they could just be setting themselves up for the four-year plan again. So it's on even years. Maybe. You never know. I just wouldn't um, want to do it during, like, you know, World Cup years, because then, like, nobody's going to pay attention to it, or Olympic years, you know? Well, hence the problem. If you do it in a in an even-numbered year, you're means. either going to be dealing with a one of the Olympics. Right. Um, I mean, luckily the World Cup usually takes place in the summer, so it wouldn't conflict. Okay. 2026 is going to be a Winter Olympics year. Um, 
but luckily the Winter Olympics will end by the time the World Baseball Classic begins. Um, and I think, yeah, the World Cup is that year actually too. Yeah. So 2026 is going to be a jam-packed year of international competitions. Yeah. Um, Winter Olympics followed immediately by the World Baseball Classic followed like four months, three, four months later by the World Cup. Um, you know, it's, but, you know, I'm hoping that the momentum continues with this, this tournament. I mean, like I said, I mean, you had U.S. Trey in the last couple of games. Um, you know, Trey Turner uh, earned, well, at least now seems to have justified that massive contract. Um, huh. You know, Mike Trout said this was the best uh, time he's had playing baseball. So, you know, hopefully players, American players, uh, will start to kind of really get on board uh, going forward. Um, and I really hope that the owners will i know they're technically not allowed to block their players from from playing but i can imagine that they're going to be pretty persuasive to try and keep some of their star players uh from participating i'm hoping that they'll either loosen up a bit or the players will just give them a big middle finger and say I, I want to represent my country in what is right now the only international baseball, or pretty much the only international baseball competition with pro players in it. I mean, you have the, you know, juniors tournaments and you have other tournaments going on. That's usually for amateurs or players that are not in a, in a pro league. Um, you know, it's not like the Olympics, the Olympics, never really had pro players because it took place in, in August, right in the middle of the season. So this is really kind of the first time you've had legit major leaguers playing in an international baseball tournament. Um, All righty. That's, that's my hope that it, that it continues to build. And I'm going to segue this into the discussion that we've been having with Charles over the past couple of weeks during this tournament, mm. um, which is, I, Charles, did you say you you didn't see the point in it, right? That's what you were saying. What you've been saying, Charles. Go ahead. It's your time. All right. So my time is now. Um, I'm gonna tell you guys straight up, and I already know I'm gonna get shit on it, and I don't care. Really, I don't care about anyone's opinion who liked it, who enjoyed it. I watched it. I watched Venezuela and U.S., and I watched the finale, and we're going to get to Petty Pan. I promise you we're going to get to Petty Pan. Petty Pan was so good for me, but I don't see the point into it. Yes, you are creating are, – are you creating international exposure to people? I don't think so, per se. Why not? Why? Because everybody freaking sucked pitching-wise for the most part, right? A lot of the games that came into it, Japan and Mexico – Venezuela and U.S., things like that, people got lit up, right? So sometimes if you're looking at international prospects, maybe that could be your just, uh, juxtaposition. That's point one. 
But the problem is they got rid of international pooling, if memory serves me correctly, because they want to stranglehold it to U.S. Uh, prospects and players. So that's part one. Part two, it doesn't do anything for me except for try to rebel rouse patriotism amongst all the nations, all the countries, things of that nature. The same way of how I find the Olympics. It's my Olympics argument, really, in the WBC, except for the fact of it, instead of it being a binding agreement, it is a MLB manufactured focus because you talk about players who want to do it, and I can just bring in a little bit of the petty is it, it can be conducive to injuries, as could spring training, right? Two, you're not necessarily getting paid as a player you might be representing your country, but what are you trying to play for in spring training? Uh, starting positions and future contracts, right, to get into the regular season. But if you're a fan of patriotism amongst whatever nation you have, sure, go ahead and do it. Is it something that's a viewing excitement? No. Is it something that if you're the victor of Japan one, is Japan going to get a stipend, a grant, funding? It's going to help impoverish kids off the streets or help feed the homeless? No. Yeah, oh, it, it actually might put does. Exposure it actually does. That, okay, but, but how much? Let's legitimately talk about it, though, because to you guys it might be, but for us it might be pennies in that sense. If it's going to actually bring funding to help to the communities, sure, I'm, I'm okay with that. But like everything, you can see the big old Ed McMahon checks but what are you you're localizing and how much of the event? Give me those numbers and I'll actually say, hey, it might be beneficial. Um, if it is just a way of making spring baseball important because it is spring baseball, then I don't care about it. And it is very individualized, but it's also just cheap commercialism. As everybody wants to say, U.S. hat, Japan hat, Mexico hat, Argentina hat, Colombia hat, Israel hat to kind of go from there. And I don't see the point to it because – what does it really give a benefactor of a person or a nation if we won this all, right? Like that, that, that is my singular approach to each of them. And I already know it's going to be with the resistance because it's, if you like the Olympics, you're, you're going to hate my argument. If, if you feel the need that you love baseball 24 seven, it's the most exciting thing to happen from February to March into baseball, because we all know baseball is really meaningless until one boys, July, June, maybe um, it matters to players. And that's good. Let it matter to the players. That's who should matter ultimately at the end of the day because you're the ones who are risking life and liberty and career. I'm not even making it to the argument where I don't see the point of it because people get hurt. People get hurt in spring training. I, I think that's father for people who defend it, who look at Edwin Diaz. Well, what happened to Edwin Diaz? So it can happen to anybody in spring training. And y'all want to cackle like hens by all means. But to me, I don't see a payoff. Japan, what? Does that really make it the best nation for baseball? Eh. Yeah, because then you can fall back to the argument where you don't even have the best players playing. But then my counter argument is like they shouldn't feel compelled to play it too. If it's every four years, the pitchers that are great now are probably going to be aged out. And then it's sub subsection three to this being like, what does it matter of having your best pitching when your offense couldn't do anything at the end of the day, Mike Trout. But it's very individualized. So it's not an argument that could hold on to, but I still don't see the point to it. And I only... You know, the Venezuela-U.S. Uh, game is because I was out. And then yesterday was really because I was bringing that heat on Andrew and Francisco from nowhere, you know, bringing in that love. I'm like, all right, we're all Japan. I'm picking my side. I'm picking my side. The U.S. <laughs> gave me student debt. Japan gave me Goku and Vegeta. Easy decision. The ever-contrarian Charles. Uh, all right, so, uh, yeah, we knew we knew this was, this was coming in. Heck, it was from last week. We've known this was uh, Charles' stance. Um, now I went to the final yesterday, so that was, that was very exciting. My brother-in-law got tickets. I went with my dad and him 
and we saw the final and I, it's just something about the international tournaments and we can say whatever the hell we want about you know the countries and stuff like that and you know where you live and all the problems and stuff within the place but I don't know there's just something about the atmosphere it's just like people yelling USA I'm like ah damn it man I like <laughs> you know America like that's you know you know bald eagles uh you know I was I was running out there like um uh like uh Mac and, and Dennis and Charlie uh, in the wrestling episode of Always Sunny <laughs> You know, <laughs> like that's that's how I felt <laughs> at the game. Um, uh, you know, just pretty cool seeing the uh, like the pregame ceremony. They have all the flags out there. You know, just my dad. Uh, I knew he was kind of proud to see even like Nicaragua, all the all the shit that's going on over there. And but just like seeing that flag and just seeing just represented in some sort of way, it does it does touch people, man. And even yesterday was I think more than anything else. This was, it did matter. Major League Baseball needed something like this. As much as everybody else can shit on it um, and say, oh, but because now, the... Can, the I, can I just ask you a what? question? Mm. Can I ask you a question and go on to say your statement? And I want both of you to really mm. you know, perceive this. How does this help Major League Baseball to keep viewership throughout the season to the postseason? Take that question and work with you as you tell your story and then go from there. Ah... Uh, I, I think Major League Baseball, this isn't, this isn't, it wasn't about a short-term thing about viewership this season for as far as like the actual baseball teams is concerned. I think they needed this more than anything else, more, I guess, in a way to legitimize the sport because, I mean, baseball has kind of been not, as, as far as like the team sports, aside from American football, whatever, like, right, you know, only U.S. plays that, that's, that's fine, and then Canada has a, has a, has a version of it. You know, and then you got rugby and all that stuff, which is, eh. and, but like, but for baseball in particular, it's been knocked out of the Olympics before, you know, you, and it's got enough international teams in it as, as far as, um, uh, that, that you can drum up people to care. And baseball needs to ha- have this happen. It's not just about this season, okay, whether some guys, watch the 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 Yankees you know lose the ALCS for the umpteenth time in the last six years you know at, in 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 October no it's not just about that it's about getting people to in the future it's like this is for like five to ten years from now this is a long-term thing and it started in 06 and it's only like this year was the most like the fervor for this was and it's all part of the pandemic and all that stuff too but the fervor for it was palpable like the, the the Latino players especially wanted it more. The Asian players as well. You know, it's only the American players that are just kind of whatever. And it's not, but even then, the position players are actually getting on board with this. So it's just one more hurdle left. So I think that's yeah, that's going to take like ten, you know, the next round or maybe even like the the one after that for it to get to that point. And baseball needs something like this so it can grow the game as incrementally as possible, but still possible. You can finally get enough. Uh, we got a Czech team this year with actual people from the Czech Republic, uh, we, the British team, and stuff like that. And it helps with the 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 drumming up of the money because, uh, like one story with like the British team, like the reason their their uniforms were shitty is because they didn't they their organization doesn't have the money. So this tournament actually being in the tournament got a huge influx of money for them. 
the Israeli team the same thing. Like they, uh, over the, because of the 2017 tournament when they made it, they they had enough money to to help with their training facilities and and stuff like that. And even this one for this year is going to help them more to help them grow the games in their own respective countries because as much as yes this is major league baseball but it's also the other um you know federations and stuff like that for each country that is part of this it's all a joint effort and major league baseball being part of this along with you know japan and the 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 npbl the um and oh yeah, Freddie's on. I just saw so his note there. So hey, what's up, Freddie? Um, he puts the WHO, the World Health Organization. Uh, I don't know. I know he put who, but that looks. Anyways, um, only, uh, only for the Dominican Republic and the steroids, right? Well, yeah, it'll help their their medical program for that. You know, like it's this isn't about the short term gains. This has been a long term thing that they'd be trying to put together. Uh, like even the World Cup, people were uh, commenting like it took like maybe a few like three decades before that actually hit it, hit it, hit it big, big, big. So it, it still takes time. This isn't going to be a, a th- this is why they need to keep doing it. They can't just stop now, especially when now when like all these games were effing good. I don't care what the pitching restrictions were, man. These were so, amazing baseball games. Like I haven't been this. Are, are you saying? No, finish the thought, and it's a question I have that either one of you can hang on to it. I mean, I, and I haven't been this engaged with baseball in a while. Like, as far as, like, baseball as a whole. Not just my team, the Marlins. The Marlins have sucked. But, like, but just as a whole. Like, paying attention to not just, all right, the United States, but uh, but paying attention. Okay, what did the Italians do? I was watching games that were in Taiwan and Japan like late at night because I was up and I'm like, yeah, let's put on this game and see what's going down. And like, some of them were like legitimately very good baseball games. Exciting. Like I like baseball when it's just that, just the game itself can be exciting. I told you guys, I was at a little league game and just watching my nephew play. They won two to one. And I was, and they won like in the ninth or not the ninth inning, but you know, the last inning of like seventh inning. I think they only play seven. So like they won in the last inning with like a walk off and I was screaming my butt off. And the same thing with these games. I was just, uh, I don't know. It just, it's the purity of baseball. Like the players aren't getting paid for this. So it is out of the goodness of their hearts. And and I think for a lot of them, it's probably returning them back to their roots instead of just that. Um, and so, yeah, I, I don't know. This has been a long-term thing. I, I love this tournament. I love the atmosphere yesterday. I think people actually, much like hockey, if you actually go and see it and actually experience it, I think it'll change your mind. Unless you're a stupid fucking racist like KFC Barstool. So there you go. I needed to throw that in there. <laughs> so my, my two questions that came from it is that, is the enjoyment, is the because it goes back to the original thing, does this actually help the viability of the MLB in the long term run? And that's debatable. I, I would say no, and I have arguments to it, but it's a compound question. And two, did you actually enjoy these games or did you enjoy the games? Cause they had that playoff ba- baseball atmosphere of like hot, you know, dingers being shot out and then walk off homers because people forget the aspect that they, a, 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 man, I feel like a good portion of the casual viewerships do not appreciate a pitching duel. We, the three of us do. And I think part of that's through the selection of who we've had as pitchers, 
but you know you look at the but, Mexico Japan game. You look at U.S. Venezuela, and I feel like that's kind of like captivates it. So, I, is it I, skewed? Because imagine if we had more duels or blowouts. It's, it's the same thing. Like, like of course, casual fans love offense. It's the same thing. You could same. You can make the same argument about the NFL. But sure, MLB, it's fun. You know, Roger to see Manfred, the MLB. Don't, they don't want. But they don't want. People won't appreciate pitching. But like in the NFL, you won't appreciate. People won't appreciate a good defensive battle where it's like a seven to ten game. You know, like that. Like they don't want to see that. The The NBA has gotten rid of defense. You know. Yeah, but that's the thing. They they don't want our viewership. They want new viewers. They want continuous viewership, especially for baseball, which is a dying sport because they restrain themselves. There's simple things they could do. So that that's just my thing when we talk about viability, how it helps out. It is a flip of the coin. Did I enjoy the games I watched? Sure. Did I enjoy yesterday because I was being super effing petty? Absolutely. <laughs> because I enjoy best things on petty. Is it something that I need to watch now. in 20... 20- well, you know, it, sometimes <laughs> it hurts to be right. Um, sometimes it hurts to be right, but damn it, does it hurt so good. But the idea of it is that, you know, did it sway me to want to watch on an individualized level to sway me to want to watch it in when's the next one expected 2026 uh, Pro- probably not but also because if your idea is like hey we need the studs a lot of the studs that you have now guys they're they're gonna be long gone right unless you get but your then jazz there's new studs. Doesn't, you know fracture an ankle but there's always is new there? studs Baseball's it's the same thing like that, it's the same thing like like messy t- took like four or five times before we finally got it at the end so like you know, eventually there's a new stud. Argentina's gonna have a new stud next time. So like, like well, what like, I would say is this: I'm happy that you guys. Yeah, I'm happy that you guys enjoyed it. You know, mm-hmm. is it did I did I enjoy my time watching it yesterday? Sure, like I enjoyed the sport of baseball. So yeah, I enjoyed it. But is it? I think the ultimate answer is it viable for the MLB? Because I'm looking at two components, right? On on an objective. But what standpoint, do you mean by viability? Subjective standpoint. But because, like, I, I could if give our you the whole thing, we've done it for several years. It is this because even if I heard you say, it's like, ah, we don't know if it helps out in the short term, long term. Long term is tough to predict. So, are we looking at things that could be beneficial? It, you need the, the short term fix as well for particular sports, especially since what a Sinclair, right? Or and no, Sinclair just went into dead zone. The ones that are broadcasting valley sports, you know, half of the leagues or. or not Bally, not Bally. The ones that were broadcasting quarter of the um, games themselves, mm. and then okay. they're going to declare bankruptcy. Yeah, yeah, that's Bally that, Sports. Right? That's, that's that, yeah, that's that's them. Yeah, is, is it Bally? I thought it was Sinclair. It's Unless that's the that's the parent company of Bally, but yeah, it's all that. Oh Jesus! Well, they also had arresting affiliations. I think those particulars matter for other cable organizations or satellite organizations to want to pick it up. It, it, it's tough on an enjoyment level. Everybody enjoys it. I played rabbits yesterday watching it but yeah sure it was enjoyable i still don't see the point to it but i've been talking too much you've been talking too much andrew you have any answers <laughs> look, look, at, look at freddy's comment not the i i like to what do you say i don't want no studs i said as a guy that can't get all of it thank you right and, and you looked at that entire lineup for everybody i'm just saying hey, the dominicans sent their best the japanese sent their best the the venezuelans sent their best Pretty much every country sent you know, their that's best. That, the, Jap- uh, the, the Dominicans did send their best, and they still couldn't get that far. Hey, hey, but the that's was like, what's up? You know, I don't know. I still think, even objectively, you can still say it. it, it the viability is there. This is going to keep going. The U. They they sold more. They what? they sold like double the tickets they did from the 2017 thing, and that was before the pandemic. 
They had way more of the TV numbers as well. So it's there. There's the... I, I, we're, we're also going to geopolitical right. stuff because the, the, the idea... I guess we are. But that's why show, baseball needs. They need the geo stuff. That's why bass. That's why the NBA yeah, well, is, not, is sucking China's dick so hard. You that's, know? That's, that's why. But that's why they held it in. That's why they held it in Miami because nobody's going to come to the World Baseball Classic in Kansas City, man. Well, they're never going to host it because it's not even the right time so. in March. The only cities that can host it are places with domes, um, and like, like they've sure. held it. They had it in Toronto. Yeah, they they hosted. You know. Yeah, in purpose is like to get somebody that you have to get the areas that have the international flavor as well. But I, the, I, the viability, when I think viability, I'm like, is this going to be something? Is this going to be a thing 10 years from now? I'm like, yeah, it's going to be a thing 10 years from now. This is their sure. baby I'm looking at viability cup. for the MLB and solely the MLB. Well, that's, but the but MLB the is the one that put this forth. They wouldn't be still doing this if it yeah, wasn't viable it, to them. But if it's, if it's dying or if it's not as much, it can easily be scrapped in, especially if you get new ownership, new commissioners. It, it, it'll it probably get renewed on a business standpoint, but is it going to be fulfilling to what they want? Or maybe they have to figure out what it is that they're actually trying to see. There's well, a lot of questions, but I, I, I'm sorry, Andrew. I've been stealing a lot. All right. Well, okay. Yeah, and yeah, we haven't heard from Andrew as far as like this portion of the argument. Well... I mean, some of your points from earlier about, you know, what does this bring to, you know, lower income communities and things, that's, that argument makes no sense to me. That's never brought up in any other professional sport. Or any other professional sporting competition, but, but that that is the personal the, aspect what, of it for me. I'm like, I don't see the point of any of those international things if no one's going to get a big benefit from it. It's not just in use to the players, the body structure. So it's not on an objective thing. That's just how I, I, that was the same thing I gave you the argument about the Olympics. Whereas back in the day when everything was created, it was like you get more to it versus now. So don't get that twisted. Then what's the point of any professional league at all? I'm talking about like the big old international aspects of it. If you're if you're talking about any leagues, there's a lot of things that people like, but you're bringing in somebody like me who is not in it, and you want me to watch it, right? Not you, but them. They want viewers. They want new people. But I don't see. But okay, we have this both international thing, but I don't view it as a declaration of you're the best of this sport, that sport, that sport, worldwide champions. But I, I want to kind of put well, that out there because I think your argument is going to go to a vastly different area. Well, to that point, I'd say, you know, it's in human nature to combat. Um, whether it's war, well, it's always been war and it will be for the foreseeable future. But one of humanity, one of humanity's great advances in morality has been putting some of that fight into a less hurtful manner in terms of sports and terms of games. Um, 
and humans are by by default very tribalistic people um you know i won't dive into you know political realm and all of that but you know whether it's on a political scale whether it why do we support sports teams and why do we have rivals it's because we're tribalistic and we identify with one particular group and there's animosity although animosity in sports is but you know i hate usf fans or not usf fans i hate usf in general um but at the same time you know if someone from usf came to me needing help i would of course help them um you know tuscaloosa there was a huge tornado went there or through there in 2011. Uh, i don't recall exactly but i i'd be damned if auburn fans didn't come in and help um you know that's that's what makes sports so great is you can still have that absolute intensity and fierce hatred but at the end of the day, you still respect them as humans. All right. So or like, is, for are, instance, are you, are you easy, the easy way of saying it? Because, you know, here you are talking about that there's human beings or animals. But what you're really trying to say is that sports, even internationally, for something that might not be MLB or different judicatory body, is a connector and it brings people together. Absolutely. A hundred percent. I'll speed up my my arguments, my, my statement a bit. Well, you were just saying that people are animals and we should destroy each other. And this is a way of doing it friendly. I think what you really meant to say was baseball is a connector. We all bond to it. Sometimes there's a rivalry, but it's okay. Right? It's, I don't want to think that Andrew it's, of all of us is the bloodthirsty one, but I have played Splatoon with them. So I can say he has the qualities. <laughs> I mean, I, I was raised by someone who is, who has a master's in psychology. So I've been raised with psychology my whole life. So I, it's tough for me to not see things from a psychological standpoint in some nature. Um, you know, it's, this is just an extension of any sort of competition, but I'd say even more so because, you know, for Americans, it's America, you know, you know, everyone says, you know, oh, America's the melting pot. I mean, to a certain extent, yes. I mean, there are other countries where there's much more diversity in terms of nationalities, regionalities, things like that. But the U.S. is fairly high up there. And that's kind of one uniting bond is that we're all Americans. I mean, I saw people in the stands I was watching on TV, so I didn't get as good of a look as Francisco, but I saw people wearing Puerto Rico, people wearing Dominican, uh, all ch chanting USA, USA. People from different countries, whether they were born in the US or not, they ultimately rallied around one team, and that was the United States. But then, take me for example, I'm American, uh, I've literally never left the United States. Uh, I haven't even been to the Bahamas on any sort of cruise. Um, aside from air travel, my feet have never left American soil. Um, 
but I identified so deeply with Israel because that's my culture. And, you know, in 2017, I was waking up at 4 a.m. to watch them play over in Korea or whenever they were playing. Um, that was hell. And it was in the middle of my last semester of law school, but I still made it a point to wake up every morning and watch or whatever morning and watch Israel. And I watched a documentary about it. There were people in New York, uh, all over the world, even Israelis who really couldn't give a shit about baseball, basketball and soccer are their sports. Um, and they were actually starting to watch baseball for the first time. Um, there was a failed attempt at a league back in 2007 that lasted one year. Um, but now they're starting to build facilities again. Apparently they're going to be hosting the European championships in 2025, I think. Um, I'm getting a little bit off track here, but like, I know Francisco is jumping around. Oh, I'm Venezuela today. Oh, I'm Nicaraguan today. I'm American today. But the, the point is, you know, it's a way to represent our culture and to feel that tie, like you said. Um, I mean, so ultimately, at the end of the day, if it makes people happy and it's not hurting anybody, who cares? You know, you just gave the illegal argument to prostitution. So good for you. That was a joke, everybody. Well, that's that's another that's another story, and we'll talk about that off air. But that's that's kind of been that's kind of my mantra with a lot of things is if it doesn't hurt anybody and people enjoy it let them do it i mean you know if it starts getting to, like if it starts getting to the point where and luckily people are fairly self-policing when it comes to sports in most countries so, so can I'm, i can i ask a, can i ask a question for you to expand on though real quick after sure. you give your opinion if israel and us did not qualify would you still watch the wbc because you were saying people feel connectedness and also national uh, a sense of nationalism I mean, certainly I'd be less inclined to watch. I mean, the only games I watched were U.S. and Israel. Um, but that's mainly because, you know, with so many competitions, so many games going on, you know, I only had so much time to dedicate that wasn't tied to work or anything else during my daily, ba uh, during my daily life. I mean, my, um, even that argument, I would still say, like, people do that in sports all the time. Like, as soon as the Heat are eliminated, I, I, I'm, not, as, I'm not watching the NBA Finals. Well, Panthers are eliminated. Yeah, well, I, I didn't wait, really watch the Stanley Cup just, Finals. Hang on. Francisco, let me continue. Oh, okay. Sorry. <laughs> just want to make... But I am the odd fellow who, if there's ever some sort of an elimination contest going on, I'm there and I'm watching it. Like March Madness. UCF has March Madness, yes. Um, I when I heard that Fairleigh Dickinson was was on the verge of Beth upsetting Purdue, you damn well better I was watching that thing on my phone while I was sitting in the car. Um, I wasn't driving for the record. No one, please do not watch TV and drive. Um, you know, 
I watch the NBA Finals elimination games. Usually, I won't watch one in th- one through three because we yeah, don't, I don't either, really so have it's time. Okay. <laughs> um, we don't trust us. But, like you know, we'll tell you, we don't. World Series, I will watch. You know, elimination games. Um, you know, I don't usually go NLCS, ALCS. Certainly not the division series. Um, but I, I make it a point to watch any sort of games with something riding on the line. Um, you know, so it, of course, it's people are going to be more inclined to watch if their team is in the competition. I mean, I'm sure if the Czech Republic wasn't in the tournament, I don't think anybody in the Czech Republic, sorry, Czechia, they don't like to be called Czech Republic anymore, it's Czechia. Um, I'm sure no one in Czechia would be watching the thing, but they did make it. So now you have people watching it. And then like Francisco said, you know, one or two kids might decide, hey, I, I really like this sport. And, you know, they might go on to take it up at a at a high school level or try and get a league created in their country. And it's- kidding me oh come on i lost connection one second guys let me let me pop back in here real quick gosh darn it hold on hold on hold on, hold on. we'll uh we'll pop back in don't worry this has happened this is the second time this happened on the show i don't know what's going on uh, this happened last week, and yeah, so let me rejoin that video chat. You like the connectivity of it, and okay, I think you just went back. Yeah, you like the connectivity I'm back. of it, Sorry. and then um, in addition to all that jazz is the fact that it creates an excitement because it's an elimination game, so it can make anybody, it, it can appeal to the casual viewership as well, of those who have been eliminated. Exactly, and you know, uh, you know, if even one person comes out of this saying, "Hey, this baseball game is pretty cool," you know, that's that's a win at the end of the day, and you know, people always are they're lamenting, you know, the loss of American players. You know, kids are more interested in playing soccer or football these days. And I mean, I'm, I'm an advocate for multi-sport players. You know, I don't think you should uh, weigh yourself down with just one sport, but you know, the little league world series that as strange as it's the sound, I watch that every year. I always root for the Southeastern division. Um, And then ultimately the U S whenever they play the international champion. So, again, that international side of things. But, again, I love baseball. And if a, you know, 9-, 10-year-old kid watches the Little League World Series or the World Baseball Classic, you know, and they want to get into this, you know, who knows? Maybe they'll be that next kid that makes it to the Little League World Series and go on from there. And... Baseball is one of the 
healthier sports it in in the sense that you're there's less real kind of like hard hitting head trauma um it's accessible for a lot more people um even if it's not baseball proper even if it translates to adult rec softball leagues um it still kind of forms around the same basis um so I, I, I see the World Baseball Classic as a win-win. Um, you know, I, I, I'm glad to see it continues to rise in popularity. Um, I hope I'm being somewhat on track. I've already lost the, the point I was trying to make. Well, I think you, you made the points, though. Yeah, you know, I, I kind of catch up a little bit. You feel connected to it. You can feel connected to it even after a fact. And if it involved, let's say, Czech Republic and um, Japan, right, as the finals, you would still watch it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So the, the, um, you're, you're on track. Um, so, and, yeah, I, 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 that's that's the big thing for me. And I'm, I'm sure I'm not the only person who, well, March Madness, for example, I'm sure 90% of people who are betting on games didn't watch a single game of college college basketball that year outside of their own team's games or any at all. Um, but you just know the March Madness as a whole is one of the most watched sporting events in the world. And again, I'm saying as a whole, a cumulative views over the course of the relatively short number of competitions it's fewer competitions than the world cup uh i'm talking about individual matches and the world cup is continuous whereas march madness is done over three weekends um actually no march madness would have more games because more teams but my, my my point being that I'm sure a lot of people are kind of in that same boat. They're like, oh, this this World Baseball Classic thing is going on. You know, I'll give it a look. And, you know, teams that weren't in it, uh, weren't in the final, surely they were watching. Um, so it's, it's another great international competition, I think. Um, and it's one that gets the world's best players involved, which is is new. Um, so mm. yeah, I, I think it's great and uh... <laughs> mm. Okay. Kinda of just chilled off there. Andrew? Am I did I did I get knocked yeah, out? Yeah, I'm again? here. Oh, okay. Alrighty. Possibly. I can hear you guys. I don't know what's going on. Okay. Uh, I can hear you. All right. Well, anyway. Uh, so, I mean, gosh, man. I think you, this one for me. This this is a thing. This is this is a thing. This ain't gonna stop. Um, everybody loved this. They immediately announced a new one for 2026. Like immediately. Like okay, we're doing this again in three years. We're not doing the four year thing. Everybody loved this competition. 
that was in it, involved in it. That they had the camaraderie from yesterday. Andrew was saying he saw it from the TV screen. Man, being there, like people were wearing, like yeah, the Dominican hats, their Puerto Rico hats, stuff like that. They were wearing USA jerseys, but wearing Dominican hats and stuff like that. I saw, I saw fans from all walks of 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 the ba- baseball spectrum, even the Miami spectrum, you know, or even other sports. Like I saw. Uh, like Mexicans wearing their Mexican soccer team jerseys. I saw, I saw, I saw Nicaraguans. I saw, I saw, I saw some Dutch people. I saw, of course, Japanese people. They, they, they were selling Australian hats, and then nobody bought the Italian hats. Uh, you know, I saw, um, I saw a few yarmulkes out there. You know, I saw like, um, uh, just, just everybody, all the teams. Uh, you know, just start, oh, trying to make this into a major league aspect. Everybody was rep- a lot of people were repping just their teams. I was wearing my Marlins stuff. I saw, of course, there's the Yankees fans. Got Dodgers, Cubs. Uh, I saw an A's fan, like uh, Padres fans, like just all kinds of people from the like. This was they have this sign out in the like the right field wall that says this is the festival of baseball. It truly was the festival of baseball, and you know a lot of people like didn't come to see it in person, right? Once again, like if you came to like all the media members, there were two thousand press credentials given out for the ye- game yesterday. Like that's insane. Uh, this is a thing now, uh, and yeah, we can't compare it to the World Cup on that scale. Of course, we can't. But it's baseball's equivalent to it, and I'm happy for that because, like, even in basketball, basketball can't have something like this because the like <laughs> you see it in the Olympics. The, the NBA, Kendrick Perkins will lose his mind. The American. I'm putting the dig on him. <laughs> no, no, him. I'm, I'm, I, I'm not. I'm not against it. But I'm just saying, like the 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 uh, like basketball can't do something like this because the American players will wipe the floor every single time they had it. You know, the same like just like in the Olympics, there was like the one law was like Argentina won it for some weird reason. And it was only because the, yeah, the, the NBA just set the rookies, you know. But, like, aside from that, it's, yeah, it's always the USA. It sure as hell can't do this for American football. Because <laughs> people are going to get wrecked. Like, you can't, like, it would just be Canada versus the U.S. And even then, Canada would still get wrecked. Like, you can't do this. But in, in Major League Baseball, with base, like, baseball in general as a sport, for, for with other teams, like, you can have an international competition. You know, they did jump through a lot of hoops to make some of these teams, like the Italian teams and, and stuff like that, but they're still they're they're making leeways because of that. All right, there's an Italian team well now, they got an Italian baseball field out there out in Milan or whatever. They got you know uh in Israel, uh in in the Czech Republic, right? Like it's it's maybe maybe we'll finally start chipping away. Maybe get some some representatives from Africa or something like that because that's really the only continent that wasn't really represented in this uh, in in these tournaments so far. So maybe maybe that'll be the next stride for Major League Baseball and, and uh, I think the WBSC. I think that's what they're called, uh, World Baseball Softball Confederation. Um, like for them to to start pushing towards that because you know, like you know basketball is doing that right, uh, that's what they've been trying to do lately. So it's it's getting there, it's 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 getting there. And I I don't know, just the the atmosphere yesterday was amazing, 
right? All the the Americans were having a ton of fun. Uh, all the Latino music that was afterwards from the game, and you see all these Japanese people uh, and with their their chants, like it was just fun, man. That's some fun shit. I think everybody should go out and and experience it at least once, at least once. And I think it'll turn some heads. It might even turn Charles's cold, cold heart. Maybe it'll grow three times its size that day, you know. Or maybe we can get Aaron I'm Judge to hurt. convince Charles, right? I was right? kind of hurt where Andrew, for a second, was like, you know, I'm American. I'm like, I'm an American. I just question things as I'm sub- stuck somewhere with like Charles, the, the, the ever television monitors and TV monitors. But uh, the running, I think the running joke was like, when did I become the freedom fighter of the group? Cracking up. Yeah, yeah. Well, in any case, I, this this was a ah man, this was something. It was a good experience. It was a good experience. Even yeah, I watched. I, I still it. You know, think. I just had my switch. I out. would say I had my switch, but still. Yeah, no, but you know, you people enjoy the sports the way they want to enjoy it. But like, I still think, like, like, just international competition like this brings out something different, especially in the players. Uh, and people kept throwing the argument: Well, the NHL doesn't go to the Olympics no more. That's be- it's not because the players don't want to be there. Every single player wants to do the winter olympics for in hockey i, I will they, say the twitter verse was not as good with the compelling reasons of why the wbc was unimportant compared to my like individual standpoint i'm just saying well, you, you, but you're you're but i mean you're you're unique in that you see it from a, like that uh, like anybody else that's that was making the argument against it on twitter was because they're a mets fan which of course we can we can always crap on mets fans we can always do that. Oh, yeah. That's an that is an international sport in itself. Um, so there you go. Edwin Diaz celebrated just jumping up and down. That's what, you know. That's how he got injured. That that's how it happened, right? It could have happened. When he walked out of his car or something. So it's it's that that was that that was a ticking time bomb. If that's how it happened for him, you know. But um, every other argument was basically like. I, you know it's funny it's people that you would think you guys are like you're literally the meme you're the guy wearing the sunglasses with the, the make america great hat you wouldn't were you wanted like wouldn't you want to assert america's dominance and t-pose over everybody like I, I don't get it it was kind of weird but uh for whatever reason and, and yet like like here we are it's happening it, this is a thing and it's here to stay folks so I don't. It doesn't matter what the like people like that are thinking. It happened. Major League, <laughs> Major League Baseball made their money. All these teams had fantastic experiences. These players had a fantastic experience. The fans had a fantastic experiences. So it was it was lit in Miami, in Taichung, in Tokyo, and in Phoenix. Like that that was a great competition. It's over now. We're at an hour and four minutes, guys. So we talked real stuff. Uh, but we uh, this is a sports show, so here we go. Uh, but it's a uh, time for a word from our non-sponsors. There's people and places and things and concepts and uh, what have you that we've been enjoying over the last week. So um, I, I mean, I I kind of sort of revealed what I what mine was already, but it's the Publix app. <laughs> <laughs> Get out of here! I, 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 it's 
but it just felt so natural because you mentioned your lunch, and I'm like, I gotta talk about my 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 sandwich mishap. But I mean, look, the they once again that that's my non-sponsors, the Publix app. You can order. It's not just the sandwiches. You can order other stuff from the deli as well from there, and you, and you can just pick it up, which is you know it's 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 actually better. You don't have to wait in the lines or anything like that, especially for the sandwiches, especially when it's like lunch rush or or people are getting out and trying to grab their dinners. Like it, it's it's just much easier to just go avoid all those all those other human beings and then and grab your stuff and go. Um, and you can customize your sandwich all the way you want it. Uh, it's perfect for like. Uh, like a guy like me, who I like to cook, right? I, I like to to find my 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 stuff, my wares, and all that stuff. And and they, if you 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 go, you you pick out which public store you're at. You can you can set a main one if you want to. It's like this is my main Publix, and you're looking for something in particular. Ah, uh, uh, evaporated milk. When the hell do I ever use evaporated milk? Only when I'm like cooking certain things and I just need it for that specific thing but i don't know where that is in Publix. but thanks to that app you can just type in the search and they'll they'll show you which aisle it is in that particular store it's actually pretty easy um you know uh Publix does some uh questionable things for sure uh at least the people that uh run it uh you know as far as uh, you know donating to certain causes that I wouldn't agree with, but, but, but it, it, you know, we, we all kind of fight this dilemma with Publix. It's like, man, oh, they, make, they make a better sandwich than Subway. At least it's not made out of cardboard, right? So, so that's, that's the, uh, that's the dilemma there. But the app how your argument is, how can I sell out? Mm, I, no, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but in any case, the app is fantastic. Uh, and I screwed up my own sandwich and it was my fault, and they followed it to a T. So it, you know it works. You know the app works. When I screwed it up, and they made it exactly as screwed up as it was. So if you are a psychopath out there, they will make your sandwich in the way that you want it. So there you go. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, promo code uh, Ted Bundy. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, I'll go. Um, I don't have a sound like, for that. How do you tell? Well, you know, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, all you have to do is just uh, have him cheese to himself. Um, so I'll go. I was gonna do this last week. I felt like this. I, I'm gonna. I want to give kind of give to the lunch that I had today, but I don't want to take. You know, I, I don't want to take away one hour of enjoyment versus the enjoyment that I had last week. Um, so I'm just gonna go with the one I had planned last week before we had to postpone the show. So my non-sponsor is Ratchet and Clank Ripped Apart. If you remember about a year ago or, mm. or a year and a month ago, I had told you guys I was playing the PS4 remake on it on my PS5, but I did non-sponsor it. You know, Ratchet and Clank is a very weird kind of brand for me. I'm not overly in love with the series. I don't fall in love with the way that some other people do. Um given the events of it like i remember playing the original one for the ps2 and i don't think i finished it I, I think there was just too many good options of platformers available at that time and i know what you guys are saying there's never enough good time platformers Charles. look at where you came from i understand i feel like i betrayed all my old platforming masters from st- making that statement but it was just one i couldn't get into it you know back then it was um 
Crash Bandicoot, Sly Cooper, Jack and Daxter, things of that nature. And I remember playing the first one. So I did the PS4 remake. And what I do is when I get games, and it was one of those games that were free, but I look on like reviews and saying, all right, first I always check how long to beat. And the next thing I always check is just, am I going to enjoy this or not kind of thing. Um, like what the reviews are. And people were given that first one, like a, the remake, a lot of um, good, positive things. I, I just couldn't straight up get into it, man. Like it was a seven and a half. I sent you guys a list. But I got ripped apart um, about like four or five months ago for free because it's me. I don't pay crap for anything. And on the PS5, I got to tell you, I had a, you know, to quote the Flintstones, I had a gay old time playing it. I, I was very happy with it. I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was very good. It is um, honed with the PS5 technology. It is beautiful to look at. It is like 12 to 14 hours is what I spent with it. And um, I think that was the about enough in the proper time period to have basically it's supposed to be a sequel to the ps3 into the nexus you know the first ps4 remake was more or less done for the movie that bombed which i think would be good as an animated show on like netflix or something i couldn't imagine as a as a uh, movie itself it's funny it's wholesome you play as ratchet and rift uh, or rivet and then you get different aspects of it the platform is good the gunplay is good the weaponry is interesting my only complaint about it is that i wish i it's like I either had longer time to play the game so I can play with the weapons or there was just shorter weapons. But you can use like things like a pinball to attack somebody, a buzzsaw. You can use this big old um, ray gun. You can just throw your uh, your your wrench. You can do all this stuff. You have grenade launcher, stuff like that. It, it kind of made me seem to be interested in the continuing series. And, you know, I don't non-sponsor games until I play them in full. But I was raving about it in the chat with you guys. I was sending you videos. It, it, it's got that good kind of old school vibe to it on a story simple without demanding too much and has a fun little aspect of things so get your playstation 5 you can get for cheap man like 30 bucks these days i would definitely recommend it i give an 8 out of 10 that's a good 8 out of 10 of enjoyment it's going to be hard when i trade away but i ain't loyal to nothing right but ratchet and clank rift apart get yourself some and um you know get it for your ps5 make sure to get on sale promo code um quark it's a character in the game, mm. so I okay. feel like it's appropriate. Alrighty. Andrew? So it'll be my turn. Mm. Uh, all this baseball uh, over the past few weeks has got me thinking about... Man, I don't know if I've if I sponsored this game yet. Also, it's okay to uh, not... I mean, we've already had repeats, so... Um, MVP Baseball 2005. Is that the Manny Ramirez one? Yeah. Man. It is almost universe as one of the best baseball games ever made. And by a pretty deep considered the best baseball game even to this day and I, some of that i'm sure is due asked that seems to be a theme of people have more fond memories of the last of something um but mvp was just mvp 05 that whole series well it was a relatively short series under that name you know, it started out as triple play. Um, then it can, went over to MVP in 2000, 
whole series was really good. And then it peaked at the right time with uh, with MVP 05. I mean, some of the, the innovations in that game were just remarkable. I mean, you had that, that uh, batting mini game, which was really a lot of fun. Um, you had the pitching mini game, which I didn't really do a lot of, but still very fun. Um, you know, you, you had innovations in that game that haven't that haven't come back in the what are we at almost eighteen years? Oof. Yeah, almost eighteen yeah. years since that game came out. Um, you know, you had the creative park, and I'm not saying. I mean, MLB the show has that now but not in the way that MVP had it in its dynasty mode. Because you started with a real bare-bones stadium, um, and you, as the owner of the franchise, had to raise money. You had to set your concession stands prices. You had to set merchandise prices. You had to set all these prices. Make sure your team stayed in the black, and if you had enough money, then you would expand your stadium. And how could you expand it? You could add additional seats. You could add, you know, porch patio restaurants in the outfield. You could add more lighting banks. Um, But then also you got to customize, and admittedly it was very bare bones by today's standards, um, it was really more, you had a few options to choose from, but you could choose, did you want a, a, a symmetrical stadium in terms of the fence? Did you want a, uh, <laughs> you know, a Fenway Park-esque really tall uh, fence to the left? Uh, but you could, then you could also cha- a choi- a choose the location. Did you want it on the bay? Do you want it in the suburbs? Do you want it in the city? Uh, you could change the type of dirt. You know, was it clay? Was it actual dirt? Was it? Um, you could change the. You could change so many things, which was revolutionary at the time. Um, and it took until the show 22 for them to finally bring that back mm. any sense of the word you know the last game that had any sort of stadium customization was mvp 07 which was ea sports college baseball so but then just the hitting mechanics are great they had this thing called the hitter's eye which was this perfect balance of unrealistic but realistic. You don't have a baseball changing colors uh, in real life like you do in MVP baseball. You don't. Um, But it was what it was intending to do was just so brilliant. It was done so it wasn't over the top, but it was just enough to do to get the job done which was you know if you're throwing a fastball the the hitter is going to see white 
the ball is white. If it's a breaking ball, it's going to turn red. If it's a changeup, it's going to be green. If it's a knuckle, it's going to be kind of like a pink. So the concept of hitters in real life being able to read the seams of the ball as it comes out of the pitcher's hand is translated as best as possible in the video game sense into that with that color changing mechanism, which is absolutely brilliant and hasn't been brought back since. Or even something as minor as being able to step forward in the box or step back in the box to adjust your hitting zone. If the guy is throwing you outside the whole time to step a little bit closer to the plate and you're adjusting your hitting zone so you can go out and get those outside pictures. There, and then for 2005, the graphics were great. The sounds were great. Um, it's just a, such a fantastic game. And it, it honestly, it still holds up today. I mean, I was playing it a little bit. I was living in Miami. I'm, I actually dug out my Xbox again now, and I'm probably going to play it either tonight or tomorrow because um, it's just a, it's a good game. It's a fun game, and it's... Man, I wish, uh, well, I'll get to that later. Um, so MVP Baseball 2005, um, if you can get it, I highly recommend you get it. Uh, I'm sure there's exists where you can play the game. Um, if you don't, if you're not like me and have the actual original on hand, there's... I highly recommend you play it. It's a yeah. lot of fun. There's plenty of ways to emulate um, the game. Because EA is so not releasing for me, this thing. So, promo code... Um, we got the noise. Mm. Is that from the soundtrack? I feel yeah. like you... Yeah, okay. Oh, man. I, I have in the background, as you were talking, Andrew, uh, from when I was doing the Sim games during the lockdown. Uh, and, yeah, it's it's it, yeah, it's yeah still... The animations are fantastic for its time, especially. And the uh, just the graphics in general, the ballparks are faithfully recreated as much as possible uh, on, you know, that the era of the PS2, the GameCube, the Xbox. Um and yeah, this is for the most part most major league baseball fans, sports video game fans, this has always been considered either the goats or it's you know top three of all time. So, yeah, yeah, good game, good video game. All right, well we're at an hour yeah, and twenty. It's... Yeah, go ahead, Andrew. Sorry. No, no, no. You're. I was agreeing. That's absolutely right. So we're at an hour and 20 minutes. And so, uh, I don't know. Anybody want to do March Madness a little bit? Or, or I mean, I really, I, I just watched FAU's game. That was it. Um, I didn't really watch anything else as far as the March Madness. I was still focused on the World Baseball Classic. But I'll, I'll keep an eye out now that we got the Sweet 16 happening, you know? Anybody? I'm typically... really annoyed that FAU won. And let me explain why. I have well, I have a little bit against that. The FDU coach already bad. Yeah, he went to uh, yeah. 
Iona is where yeah. he went to? Iona. Yeah, because Rick Pitino went to go to St. John's. Iona Gales. Gale Storms. Francisco, one of these days we need to bring back that segment of can I guess or remember the the mascot of these random teams? I mean, this <laughs> would have been the perfect tournament, right? But uh, yeah. I did see Why something... Um, uh, a tweet out that the, the, twelve of the the Sweet Sixteen teams have never won a championship, so it's a very high possibility we could have a first time winner. That'd be great. Um. Uh, but yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that FAU is FIU's rival, um. I really wanted to see a 16 seed make it to the Sweet 16, but you had to go and ruin it. Yeah, whatever. Uh, but yeah, aside from that, that's really all of it. And I, of course, I've been watching the highlights of you know the the other upsets and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was, uh, I mean, it's been fun. It's been fun. I think I watched uh, when I, I I watched the FAU game. And I forgot what I watched after that. But it's been yeah, it's been uh, pretty cool. Uh, and you have the women's uh, March Madness going on as well. And I think the Hurricanes were uh, dunking on, literally, uh, and figuratively. The Hoosiers literally got murdered. Yeah, in the, yeah. Uh, you know, just like the Heat when they beat out the Pacers, right? It's just a creative, yeah. you know, continuing tradition down here of, of beating Indiana, Indiana-based teams in basketball. Um, but aside from that, I got nothing I, else. I typically, I typically skip sixty four and thirty two. I mean, Miami was playing, so I was watching it mm. um, because I want to see if Jim Laranega is a better coach than Mario Cristobal, and I can say unequivocally. <laughs> that's that's already precisely been, that's the NBA proven already. is perfect. That's my petty bracket, though. You know, if you had attack, uh, yeah. it's like the Miami basis of the Hurricanes. Because I'm not gonna lie. Knowing that we're in a sweet 16, when I was in the um, hat shops today looking for Team Israel for Andrew, I saw that green and orange. I was like, me? Mm-hmm. I want that, even though green is not necessarily the color I, I work with. Um, but I, I was I was taking a little you pride. Make, I was watching those games. You, know what the you, pro- you can make the argument that Miami's lately been more of a basketball school than a football school. Without a doubt. Kane's fans... I, I would, I would have to disagree, but can I tell you mm. why? Uh, sure, you're the you're the Canes fan here, but sure. It, it's because of the fact that there was a big dip of the recruiting and the success that came after like the Shane Larkin era, which was like 2013. Oh so yeah, like that's right. Four or five years of being Larkin's son, and that matters to me about successes because no matter what, a a psychopath Canes fan is always going to hold up the fact that the um, Mark Rick led. Hurricanes were number one for like one week, <laughs> and, and it, it, the the recency bias. I'm sorry, you know that, that's what's going to happen with it. It's exciting because that you're used to the ACC being um, kind of the pool of good basketball teams, but in a world where UNC ain't UNC because Roy Williams retired, in a world where uh, Mike Krzyzewski is no longer coaching Duke, and everybody was stroking that Duke, right? Because, oh, the guy that they got who was the replacement went perfect at home, and, you know, they did all this stuff. Virginia got bailed out. So all of a sudden it's like, Mm. I I feel like it's like the unlikely hero, 
you know, it's not even like the Frodo, you shall bear the ring kind of thing. We're like never long bottoming it in the final Deathly Hallows movie where we're just going to chop the last snake off. We ain't winning. Victor Wong explaining it excellently, um, but it ain't happening. But it's just interesting. But I typically grind down on 16, 8, and then 4, and then 2. Um, partially, it's just because of the fact that you do get your good upsets, but I feel like I've kind of been spoiled because I was watching the Fairly Dickinson game a little bit. And then um, I, I have a hard time sometimes being able to balance. It's like how I'll have a lot of wrestling, like WWE in their three shows a week, and then AEW, where I try to pick and choose like the women's and the men's. But I, if I have a scintilla of the idea of what's happening in men's, it is more minute for the women's because ESPN does not broadcast it properly. I even, I'm going to say it right now, I think they're even their game day stuff of what they talk about doesn't do justice to any kind of women's basketball to get you to know about these people. I think unless they have the highlight person like that has uh, Sabrina Yanescu, um a couple of years back, because she was just decimating. She was like fantastic. She's doing great now. I think they're actually trying to give her big money in the pros over the WNBA, if memory serves me right. But you, you have that also, it's not ESPN. I know that does the final, uh, the coverage. It's everybody. It's what CBS at this point or Paramount, whatever they want to call themselves. But the point is like the coverage itself could be better for all these schools that you don't know. And then also for the proper parity for men's and women's. Um, but it could be enjoyable. It's just, this is interesting because I think this is the first full year where you have coaches that were there for legacies. I got Bayheim's retiring finally. And then, you know, I look at uh, Tom Izzo. I'm like, what's up, dude? Are you out now? Uh, because Mission State been overhyped for years on end. So I can get excited for it. Give me, give me like a week and I'll be excited for it because I can just play Rabbids and watch. Yeah. All right. I mean, that's as much as I have for, for, for the tournament at this point. Um, but, uh, do we have anything? Before we move on, I want to, I want to mention a couple of other college tournaments that are going on right now. Well, one is already finished. Um, uh, it's the women's frozen four finished. Oh, already. gosh, man, I, I did not realize. Yeah, that, that's, that slipped by me. Um, congratulations to the Wisconsin, Wisconsin Badgers okay. for their seventh national championship. Mm. Um, they took down uh, conference rival Ohio State in the final, 1-0. Did Sarah Nurse Wisconsin? I think so. Yeah, I think she is. I think she's she's a badger. Anyways, go on. Um, they, they, uh, Wisconsin kind of was kind of the the underdog here. They were the sixth seed. Um, so they had to play their way through one additional game um, because how the bracket works is I'm looking at it on Wikipedia. You had three play-in games. Um, the the winner of the t- there was the ten eight, the nine seven, and the eleven six seeds played in to get to face the the one, the two, and the three seeds. Um, so Wisconsin took down LIU nine to one, then number three Colgate two to uh, four to two, then number two Minnesota three to two in overtime. Then Wisconsin uh, beat 
number one Ohio State one to zero. So they had to go through the three seed, the two seed, and the one seed to win. And also shout out to Quinnipiac, who beat Penn State in triple overtime in the first round game. And then, of course, after that, they had to go and face Ohio State, and they lost, unfortunately. But shout out to them. Shout out to Wisconsin. And then he, I'm I'm going to try and get uh, BU in here soon to get his take on the men's hockey tournament, which kicks off uh, this weekend. As a matter Who of fact, the Frozen tomorrow. Four this this year. Tampa Bay. Oh, it's back. I think the Lightning have hosted it yep, a couple of times in like the last six, seven years. Yep, they're hosting it once again. They're hosting the semifinals and the finals. Um, your teams this year are the number one overall seed, Minnesota. Uh, number two overall seed, Quinnipiac. Number three overall seed, Michigan. Number four overall seed, Denver. And then Canisius, St. Cloud State, Minnesota State, Cornell, Boston, uh, Boston University. Western Michigan, Colgate, Penn State, Michigan Tech, Merrimack, Harvard, and Ohio State. Uh, looking good. Uh, I'll try and get BU's take on this coming up. Uh, should be, as always, very interesting. Um, so that's just kind of like a little primer for the game, uh, for the tournament, and we'll see how it goes from there. Okay. Alrighty. So, all right. Cool. Oh, and then there was that wrestling one where that 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 kid that I think had won like the the other three championships, and his mom like snapped her glasses in half because she just couldn't yes. be able to see the sight of him <laughs> losing. Because he had that like, was like the, like the like the NCAA record for like a winning streak or whatever. Yeah, Spencer Lee. He's a wrestler for. Uh, Iowa, I believe. I think so. Yeah. Um, and from everything, I, I don't follow college wrestling all that much. Yep, it is Iowa. Um, that was apparently that was a bigger upset than perhaps uh, than most March Madness upsets. Um, the the kid was basically unbeatable, and the fact that this random kid. What was the school that the um, kid beat him from? Purdue. Purdue. Ha, well, at least they won in something. Uh, Matt, Matt <laughs> Ramos? And, uh, Ramos or Ramos? If it's uh, Ramos, Ramos, yeah, I would think. Matt Ramos. Um, here's something kind of interesting, though. Lee went, according to Wikipedia, Lee went on to forfeit his remaining tournament matches. After that loss, come on, dude. Just it's a little extreme there, but you're oh my god, his, his mom freaking is. broke her glasses. My god, I mean, listen, I'm all for, I'm all for competitiveness and supporting your kid, but I, I hope those were just reader glasses and not prescription. Um, those things can get expensive. Oh, oh, this is actually a fun question. Has there been any sporting event that make you guys break something or about to break something? Toss anything. That made me want to yeah, break something. 
that you made you so angry. Not like punching, like you know, like I've talked about my most emotional effect. I, I talked about my most angry was was like when the Panthers lost to the Winnipeg Jets uh, in 2012, and it looked like they were not going to secure the Southeast Division, but they eventually did. They backed into the playoffs that year, but like they 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 basically choked that game away, and I was I was just. I felt like I've talked about this before, but things changed. But I I don't think I've ever wanted to break anything, like like destroy anything. If you had something in your hand, you were so frustrated. Were you cursing, saying "never"? You know, particularly at a point like the most would be like that kind of heat. The most would be like a plastic utensil or something like that. But I, I, like anything of of actual note, I wouldn't even break for sure. Like my, I ain't doing this. So you're a robot. Good to know. Yeah, you know. I think I may have thrown my wallet once across the room, but <laughs> not, nothing hard or something that could actually cause damage. Um, I know when UCF came up short against Duke, and it wasn't out of anger, it was just out of, I don't know, frustration or sadness because they missed, they lost on a, uh, on a missed tip in. Um, so I like slapped the floor. It was like, no, um, so it wasn't really out of anger and it didn't break anything, but it was just, I don't know, frustration or whatever, but nah, I've, I've never really broken anything. I mean, it's just kind of, it's, it's like when you know, people like break their video game controllers when they're pissed off and they lose. I'm like, how do you even do that? I've never had that kind of rage in gaming. It's me versus Bowser Jr. right now in this damn game. <laughs> like, you, you, controls are just expensive, man. I would never think of breaking them for sure. But of course, like, I'm the collector's standpoint, like, I ain't, you know, these things are pristine to me, you know? So, so but, yeah. Oh, I can't break it. Yeah, you you gonna pay you gonna pay eighty bucks for a new set of Joy Cons? <laughs> no way. Listen, I get a pro controller at seventy. Get the hell out of here. <laughs> There's been games I kind of get into it, but yeah, uh, I'll feel you. Alrighty. Um, okay, so I did want to go to this. I guess it's kind of a new thing on the show. Uh, okay, so I did you know on the group chat. I did put out a call because last weekend, yeah, the, yeah, last weekend, I was, you know, I was just around the house and stuff like. I didn't do anything. It was, it was like a garbage weekend for me. It just felt like garbage. I wanted to feel like garbage, and that's what I did. So, but I was trying to look for stuff to watch. I do have a new slice of life anime. I'm going to start. So, uh, so I will start that. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy about that because I needed something like that. But, but I was, I put out a call. Because last year, especially last year, I was uh, trying to, you know, trying to culture myself a little bit more. Like, like uh, you know, you guys always get on me for not watching movies and be like, how, how did you survive as a child? I'm like, ah, I just played Sonic. That's all I did. So, um, but this week, this past week, uh, I put out the call for, for some movies. So I, I will watch some stuff uh, over the weekend. Uh, for sure, I'll, I'll watch Tombstone. I'll watch, I think it was Tombstone, Heat, and I forgot what the other movie you guys wanted me to watch. Um, it was one of Andrews. I forgot what Andrew... I, I, I had it screenshotted. Um, but, but yeah, 
and but then I also put out the call. It was not just I wanted to you know improve my my earballs by getting some music recommendations. So Andrew completely lit up like a firework when he heard that. Like you just started, you were just jamming music recommendations down my throat. Like, ah, slow down, please. I'm scared. Uh, but um, uh, but I did get. I I I I'm gonna do this every week. Once a week, I just one album from both of you. I'll you know it, that way I get the disparaging different contrasts and in genres and and eras and stuff like that. I feel like that's a good uh, a good thing. I can get a little bit of everything. Get more well rounded for sure. Uh, from from both of y'all, and so Andrew, you had suggested to me to listen to Toto, right? Mm. So so that's what I did. I, I looked for it on YouTube. I saved the playlist. I I I, I uh, the Toto four. Uh, so I listed that album. Uh, so I did listen to it, Andrew. I did listen to all the songs in the album, all right? So I, I did my okay. homework. Uh, and I'm going to go down to my likes. I, I'm going to try and pick like three songs per album that I liked. Are we calling this Frankly Frank? Sh- yeah, why not? <laughs> the segment name? Why not? Um, frank with us. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I kind of been doing this on my solo podcast where I kind of just review the video games that, that I both acquired and beat in a month. So this is kind of something I want to do anyways. And we can do it on the show. It'll be fun. Uh, so uh, of the three songs that I chose from you, Andrew, uh, Rosanna. Okay. Oh, yes. Okay. Because uh, I've heard the song before, but I've never really like, paid attention to it. But, you know, mm-hmm. hey, man, I got the music video, got all the stuff. I'm like, okay. All right. I'm, I'm with this. I enjoy this. This was fun, right? Uh, Africa, that's another, you know, one that I've heard from before. But once again, I don't really pay attention to music. I kind of just listen to melodies and that's it. And I really don't really pay attention to lyrics and stuff like that. But I'm trying to, you know, pay attention to them, right? They're trying to get some meaning from the words for once, you know. Uh, and And then the other one... Uh, the third one that I picked was Lovers in the Night. Oh, what's the great part about that song, though? What? The song before it, it was intended to be basically one song that would flow right into each other. How the hell do you know this, man? <laughs> like, that's scary. <laughs> it goes back to the original thing. Oh, uh, that's, that's well, the thing, dude. Boys, back in the day, back in the day, with CDs and uh, uh, actual records, vinyl, the songs could flow into each other. Um, that's kind of a lost art these days. But uh, like one of my favorite songs is "Serious." By- is that why? Hold on. Is that why you like? Because I, I I sent you like the actual playlist album that's on the on YouTube. But you sent me the one that's, that's basically exactly just the entire why. thing exactly in one why. shot instead of just like it's like one one hour long thing that you sent me that you just listen to it in one shot. So that's, that's why exactly you did that. Exactly why Francisco. I see. Because if it's if it's spaced out like that, it you don't get that flow. 
um, so like Sirius, aka the Chicago Bulls song, um, by Alan Parsons Project, that flows right into Eye in the Sky. Uh, great two songs together, or like uh, Hard to Say I'm Sorry and Get Away by Chicago. Those you have to listen to together on the album because it, they intentionally flow it together. Or like, um, to a certain extent, um, uh, We Will Rock You and We Are the Champions. They're technically two songs and there is that blank space in between. So oh. it could be split out, but it was also intended to flow as one song. Okay. That's yes, Francis. Uh, yes, Charles. I know my my thing. My memory scares me too. Yeah, I mean, well, there's something like that. Just okay. So there was a method to the madness. I'm like, why does this man send me the whole thing for like an hour long? Like, but, but here's the thing. We know. Here's the thing. We know. Like CDs blend together. We are old men. We're older than you. But the well, fact that you I didn't know that. I, I you know I'm not like, like all I know is video games, man. That's uh, you know and, and shows on Nickelodeon from the nineties. Oh. That was my thing. You know, this is, so this it is was easier to swine. do back. It was e it was easier to do back then because the whole thing was on written as essentially exactly. It was written as one line, basically. So yeah. you had that ability to flow things together. It's like I said, it's kind of a lost art today. The last album I can really think did it pretty well was. Um, it was probably American Idiot. Um, I forget which two songs, but they flowed together pretty well. Um, oh, it, they actually did it twice. It was intended to be kind of like a rock opera. Um, mm. uh, there were a couple of songs that did that, but like I, I said, you don't really Boulevard see it all that much. Anymore. Holiday, because that's how they did the music videos back when music videos mattered. Exactly. Um, and then they they added to it by merging the two video music videos, which was great, like you mentioned. Okay, um, interesting. Well, those are the three songs that I liked, and I, I guess I'll have to re-listen the one song with "Lovers in the Night" and, and kind of maybe I'll get more of an appreciation for it by listening to those songs back to back, going into one and the other. I am just curious, though. I I want I don't want to say that. To, uh, that Africa is a cop out because it is a great song, but everyone's heard it. I know. If you had but this one, I like. One, but if it's you had to song. choose one other song from the album, well, that's why I chose "Lovers in the Night" because because uh, I'm like, okay, these are the two popular ones. I've heard them before. I like them, and then I'm like, I got to pick one that's like you know that I'd never heard before, and I hadn't heard that so. Okay. That one stuck out to me. That's why I chose that one. I'm like, I get, that's why it's, I'm like three. Cause like, you know, mostly, especially if they're well known, like, you know, two of those songs, are pro I'm probably, I probably would have heard from some other medium or something like that. Whereas mm -hmm. there's probably a third, you know, that I'm like, okay, I never heard of this before. Uh, I'm, I'm jamming with this. Let's go. Like, that's, that's how I, that's why I'm picking three from, from the, right. from the set here, you know? So that's why I'm like, hey. After yeah. the show, I want you to 
I would. Well, sure you can, you can make your you, you can make your suggestion now for the next one if you want. But like, let's go. Listen, this is the next yeah, one. Uh, cage okay. is gonna be the cage is gonna be a short segment. So by all means, you know. Um, I'll I'll make the next the next suggestion in the chat. Okay. Well, in any case, so that's those are the three, and then I listen to the ones you uh, gave me, Charles from um, uh, Capital Cities. Uh, what was it? Uh, yeah. The uh, gosh, darn, uh, mis- mysteries, mysteries, tied away the mysteries. There we go, tied away so, the mysteries. Yeah, so I, I listened to that one, and so these are the three that I picked. Um, like videos, where is it? Okay, here if we it go. ain't kangaroo court, just kick me out of this group. <laughs> uh, I, I, well, I didn't pick that one, <laughs> so you can leave now. <laughs> that, is a, that is a really, that is a really nice song. I, I, I like that song. I haven't heard the full album, but I've heard a couple of their songs. I, I did. Good. I would say one or two songs don't deserve to be there, but everything else is good. Uh, Safe and Sound, because I've heard that one before. Yeah. From like commercials and stuff for like, I think, car insurance. <laughs> so I've heard that one before. Okay, I like that. That's fine. They've also been in a Taco Bell song. Oh, okay. Uh, and then I picked... Yeah, the, the, music vi- the music video for that one gives me the feels. Yeah, they're a little weird. But in a good artistic way. And then I picked Patience Gets Us Nowhere Fast. Good song, yeah. So I picked that one. And then I picked Farrah Fawcett Hair. Oh my god, yeah, it's good shit. Oh, <laughs> even has Andre 3000 up in this. Yeah, I, I, I noticed him. I noticed him. So I was like, oh, okay. All right, this is, I, I like this. Okay. So that's those are the three that I picked it's for actually, that one. I I'd never heard of that song before, but that's an interesting title because there's a song from the '80s by I forget her name, uh, Kim something, uh, called Betty Davis Eyes. Yeah, Betty Davis Eyes. Yeah. So I wonder if, if there has to, that has to be a reference. Oh no! It, it's just his own gig, man. It's very like absurd. But at least the at tell. least the name, at least the name sounds like a bit of a, a, a hat to. You see, this is because this is what I. That's why I kind of had this idea. I'm like, ah, let me because you know it gets us engaged. Because like like me and Charles are always harping on the gaming and stuff like that. All right, let's let's get some music. Now you guys are jamming with the music. I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I'm enjoying the the discourse. So that's why I decided to do that. And the <laughs> movies too, because like, you know. I, I I don't watch movies. I, it's kind of been my thing, you know. I just haven't really been watching them. I did TV and film in high school and stuff like that, but I just I grew an appreciation for some movies for sure from way back when. But I just haven't made an effort as an adult to go out and see movies unless, like, you know, Sonic the Hedgehog or Batman was in it. So that's that was my thing with that. And and I'm glad. I'm glad this you is. Love your Batman. Uh, well, yeah, yeah, I, I do. I've been watching some analyzing of the uh the batman again so once again you know every you know pain every nook and cranny of, of that of that three hour long film so but in any Here, case here's the thing that you're gonna hate me for because mm. you you played the telltale games um that I, game I, is open see, and shut basically a rehash of the telltale games oh, yeah, yeah i haven't to a I, I, I had season two on my on my uh, my backlog, the one that I, I want to recently get to, but I I, uh, I haven't gotten to it. I, I, I'm just not feeling it right now. I will feel Batman later on, but right now Batman, I'm, I'm not going to feel him right now. Just not feeling him. 
so you know, April first, you have to get differently. Well, Mario's coming. Mario's coming, so that's mm-hmm. you know Bayonetta's coming as well. Uh, hold on, so I was gonna so and yeah, the movies were uh, Tombstone, right? Heat and what was the other I think one? Andrew there? had an Adam Sandler one, and then I think you certainly was not like Mike. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, because I, I threw shit on that. Uh, let's see. I think he said Romeo Must Die as well. Romeo Must Die is a bad movie, and <laughs> you would agree with me on that one. It's it's just it's just one of those things where it, it just has to happen. It just has to happen. You just wanted me to see DMX's horrible acting. You know. Yeah. yeah. Rest in peace, by the way. If he's in that one, or he's in another one. He he was in like in like a couple movies in that like that early two thousand stuff. I know I saw one movie that had him in it. I know for sure, but I don't think it was. I don't He's think I watched Romeo Aaliyah. Must Die because Aaliyah was in this one, and I don't remember seeing her. Yes. So also rest in peace. Uh, so there you go. Cradle uh, to the grave. That's the freaking. That's the movie that I that's saw. Yes. Jet Li's in that one too, right? You also have not seen Deep Blue. Yeah, you have also not seen Deep Blue Sea, where you have Adam I've Cool J to say Deepest Blue is my head is like a shark tail. I've seen bits of Deep Blue Sea because it was on cable and stuff like that, but I've never sat down to watch the whole film. Um, I just know that Dave Chappelle's sketches, they ate me. A fucking shark ate me. <laughs> that's all I remember. Samuel Jackson's. Uh, but that's it. That's, uh, that's All right, so those are the movies that I got on my radar for, for this weekend, so I will report back with that because I didn't get a chance to watch the movies because of the, the World Baseball Classic and stuff like that. So, uh, so yeah. So we're at an hour and fifty minutes. By the way, Andrew, have you beaten Goldeneye? Yes, I did. Oh, okay, alrighty, good, good stuff. All right, go go play Donkey Kong Country yeah. too. <laughs> um, and then play three, or yeah, play one as well if you feel like it. Um, okay, so yeah, that's just play them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they kind of they do flow into each other as well because they are all it back to back. That it's a storyline. It's so, it's one long story. Yeah, yeah, it is. So that and then you, you get to play as think it, the the, yeah, the move, musical the video game equivalent of of Toto. Then there you go. Okay, uh, hour fifty. So let's head on over to the cage and try and get this. Can I get out of here? All righty. All right. Welcome, everybody, your weekly Truplex the Cage with Charles. Remember, wrestling is not fake. It's scripted. It's a stage fight. It's a song and dance, contrary to what Superstar Billy Graham says. It's poetry in motion. It's a soap opera. It's about men and women want to beat the holy hell out of each other, chase their legacies, chase championships, establish their legacies, and just give me a good old time sometimes when it's there and then not there, right? Because, you know, wrestling, it's a seven-day-a-week, 365 endeavor. You have so many promotions now with WWE, AEW, New Japan, Impact, Ring of Honors back, even though I call it AEW too. I know that pisses people off who are really into tribalism or wrestling, but when you when you keep using AEW signed wrestlers in Ring of Honor, I'm gonna call it AEW two until you actually get you know your own signed people. But wrestling, a lot of promotions out there is always good for the business, right? Because there's a lot of independent workers or people who just need to have jobs. Not everybody can be. Hell, you could barely use the entire roster in WWE. So when you look back on reflection of four years ago of where it was, you know, it's good to have that kind of expansion. And boys, we're, we're gonna we're gonna do a little bit differently here. We're never really gonna talk about impact anymore, unfortunately. But um, eventually we will. Eventually, I, I, I'll give some highlights. Impact and AEW 
are working with New Japan Wrestling, and we should get the highlight to Japan, right? Because God knows Japan won World Baseball, and for a long time it was the best provider of wrestling in the last several years. Kind of still gives you good matches, but things get stale. You have to build new stars. It's always kind of tough. We'll talk about this in a second. But they're going to have joint promotions again in June. There's going to be Forbidden Door 2 with New Japan and AEW, and in later this month, or I think in April, is going to be Multiverse of Matches or Madness, uh, where it's going to be Impact versus New Japan. Um, don't have the whole roster yet. Don't have the whole things. It might be one of those things where I create like a sub, uh, you know, Charles video for the cage, just to kind of get it in there. Um, you know, I wonder if we have one more, we didn't talk about it, but we'll talk about now, you know, factor 75, you don't want to deal with your fast food stuff or eat nasty burgers like me. You want something clean, pure and enjoyable, just like my wrestling, get yourself some of those, you know, get what you can get the subscriptions, (laughs) go from there. Um, when you don't have to rely on to a Publix app, go and use, uh, factor 75 right is the same number yeah. it's always the same number it never changes right yeah um so back to it they're gonna do that um do i want to invest money into it no does it give me an opportunity to have dream matches yes do i think there's gonna be any fair booking obviously not you know when it comes to AEW versus um new japan there were some good matches that they had last year such as the fatal four-way that led to adam cole's um concussion um, but I'm interested in seeing if they're actually going to get Mercedes Monet, formerly known as Sasha Banks, in there to defend the um, New Japan Women's Championship against whomever they might have, whether it be Jamie Hayter, Britt Baker, what have you, and then what they're going to do. But So that's coming up on the horizon. Let's talk about New Japan. The uh, the J Cup happened, and uh, is that the New Japan Cup or the J Cup happened? And, uh, Multiverse United, so scratch us. Impact, New Japan, Multiverse United. Um, the final was Sonata versus Dave Finlay. And I feel like I have to catch you guys up on some stuff. So Bullet Club 444 Life was a rendition that had been going on for many years. It's a faction that had a lot of kind of Gaishin um, competitors, Gaishin meaning foreigners. It was compiled like everybody. It feels like your modern day NWO. It's good. It's bad. It's whatever. The leader, Jay White, who we like. Follow us on the Twitter, Jay. Charles the True. Dan Frijolius, FJOJR. The Sports Goops, one of them is an underscore somewhere in there. He left. He's out. Good. He's going to go be a free agent, explore new contracts. He's probably going to AEW. So they put in David Finley, who is the son of Fit Finley. Well, we love Fit Finley um, from WWE. So it was him versus Sonata. Sonata turned heel. He left those Ingonables de Japan, which is very sad. He changed from having the blonde hair and the blonde beard to this very suave Yakuza-looking guy. I'm not saying Yakuza as in the gang. I'm talking about Yakuza as in what Francisco and I play. Um and I think he has it, man. Like, he won. A lot of people thought it was going to be Finlay, but they made the right call to have it be Sonata. Now he's part of a new faction, which they call Just Five Guys, which cracks me up because as American, you see you see Dave Finlay right there coming out like a bad Terminator vibe. I'm not feeling it. Um, we'll talk about that in a second. Um, but going with Sonata, he won. He's going to go against Okada in Soccer Genesis. I really hope he wins. I like Okada, but Okada can't always be your fallback to holding the main championship, which we call the Septicon title, because look at that belt, um, when you don't have anything to kind of build it, you got to create new stars. And not a New Japan's so inconsistent with their booking where they can have someone hold a title and then lose it, or they hold it for too long, or they have a guy which you think they're going to build in to be a challenger. And when we're talking about booking, we're talking about story booking, right? We're building in, we're telling the story, we're putting in the beats, and then it just dies. So they might, like, they'll have champions who lose a big title, and they'll just go win a smaller title. It, it doesn't fit, and the same thing goes with challengers. And like I said, it's just kind of time to take a chance. And the problem is, last time they took a chance, when the COVID era happened, they gave the title to Evil. 
and that wasn't working. Evil is a wrestler, married to Io Shirai, but it, it was just not working. Put Evil. He's probably a good mid card, but you can't put the double title on him. He beat my boy Naito, of all people. I can't have that happen. But I feel bad for Finlay because obviously it's not like he's politicking. It's not like he's Hulk Hoganing. For whatever reason, Gato, who is the booker in New Japan, said, we're going to put him as the leader. And the Twitterverse, and I've said it kind of time and time again, it should not be a platform. And that's the only like social media I use. So that's kind of like where I'm going to attack it on. But I'm sure the IWC internet wrestling community is out there in many factions. This is not a vessel for you to kind of bully people and wrestlers and call them trash and just insult them and say all these terrible things about them. They're realistically, I'm going to give you some insight. They're performers or actors giving a script and they're just honoring the script. There, you know, is not 1970s, 80s wrestling in the territories where Ric Flair and Hogan and to a degree other wrestlers were saying, I need to win. That's not going to work for me, brother. That's Hulk Hogan right there. Um, they put on Finley. They feel like Finley's going to be there. And it got so bad where they were putting the bullying, the harassment, things like that. The guy deactivated his Twitter. Now, mind you, he could deactivate for many different reasons, but I'm just connecting a dot. So you shouldn't do it because at the end of the day, these are performers who are looking off of you. I don't. I wouldn't say he's trash. He's not my cup of tea, but that's because he just got put into a faction out of nowhere. So there's a story logistics behind it, but these guys are still, especially with the legacy he has with Fit Finley, these guys are still um, – better performers than we're ever going to be. And I, I can take with the opinion where they're just like, this guy's like a, the way his attire is like a second rate, uh, whatever. I'm like, that's fine. Um, because you are in charge of your gear, but the way they'll kind of go is like further and further. further. You'll see that with highly common on women's wrestlers and all this other stuff. And I'm just going to go back into it. I don't know if I talked about Hannah like two years ago, her, she was a new or not a new trap, a starter. So Hannah Kamara, I can never say it correctly, but she committed suicide from the bullying that was going on cyber, uh, cyber bullying from just the internet and everything like that. She probably may have had other issues. I'm not going to speculate, but um, you know, it, it's that toxic culture that we talk about. Uh, so whether it be athletes, whether it be sports entertainers, performers, musicians, whatever, like we need to chill a little bit of being assholes to put our two cents. You can say you didn't like something. You can say it's like, you can say it goes from there, but you know, I can tell you who washed human beings are and terrible human beings are. I can tell you in the professional wrestling world, it's like the Chris Benoit's or ultimate warrior. And one day I'll, I think I might've gone into detail why I don't like warrior, but that's just me. But Finley hasn't done anything. He's not, you know, doing these other things. He's not, I, I won't go into detail for the specifics of wrestlers in the past, because that's opening up a, a can of uh, worms here. We are a sports show, everybody. But like, y'all need to chill. All I'm saying, it ain't that deep. Going into other aspects of wrestling, AEW, we haven't talked about a little bit. So I'm interested. As I've been saying to Andrew and Francisco, we love us some MJF. I feel sometimes his promos have gotten a little bland since he's been champion. But last week was his rebar mitzvah on Dynamite. And you guys can watch Dynamite tonight on TBS. It's going on right now. And I was like, what are they going to do here? And my favorite gift that I sent to you, uh, Andrew, was the whole, like, I'm going to have, you got me all Meshuggah up in this bitch. So what the hell does Meshuggah mean? <laughs> you know? Like, because I watched The Nanny <laughs> okay. when I was a kid, but not all the terminology tra translated over. So do you know what Meshuggah means? Uh, I feel like... Unfortunately, it, it takes me, it takes pretty much everyone a second because nothing quite translates exactly but i'd say it's kind of like like crazy almost yeah so like... according to google the word comes from yiddish term meshuggah which is based on adjective meshuggah meaning crazy or nonsensical so all right we got that because you know it, it reminds me of the word cabron 
in Spanish, where it has many tiered layers of what it could mean. It depends and on how like, you say it, the inflection, all stuff. Are you calling me a, goat, you calling me a stuff, bastard, yeah. or are you calling me... Yeah. You know, there's, there's like three different words. Like, mm. if I call you a wave on, you're a fucking testicle. That, that's what you are, but there is no anything mm. that comes into it. Because cabrón's like that thing where you can even be a term of endearment. And I'm just like, really? Okay. Um, anyway, uh, so he had his rebar mitzvah, and the whole question was, he just had this iron match with Daniel uh, Brian Danielson, I almost said his old WWE and Daniel Bryan, and I'm like, who is going to be the challenger? Well, they brought everybody out, because the thing that they did about a year into AEW was said, hey, these are going to be our four pillars, and that was Jungle Boy, that was Sammy Guevara, that was Darby Allen, and that was MJF. Well, out of the four, you now finally have somebody who has held the main title, which is MJF. Uh, Sammy and Darby have held the TNT title, um, which is their mid-card title multiple times. And then Jungle Boy has won the tag titles. He has just come across from beating Christian Cage, that Christian from WWE, WWF days. Uh, the promos were good. It was good. If you're going to set me up for a fatal four-way, I'm all for it. If you're going to set me up with MJF going against all these guys, that's fine. It's one of those blended elements where two, two guys are heels, two guys are faces, but I'm okay with heels versus heels and faces versus faces to establish number one contenderships. Or, you know, just going for a championship. Like, that that's kind of like the ultimate prize. The ultimate prize of wrestling should be like, I'm a bad guy who's going to do bad things. At the end of the day, you're always employed and you still want to, in some way, shape, or form, go to a championship. There's only a few select wrestlers I say that person never needs to hold a title in their life because they're a different era um, or a different kind of specialty, which I'll give case in point like Bray Wyatt over in WWE. I think the worst decision that Vince made was putting the title on The Fiend multiple times because now he lost and he lost that effect and now Bray's not doing anything and he's hurt and his WrestleMania match is canceled. More on that in a second. Um, but I'm interested because these guys are good performers. MJF versus Darby I've seen before um, at Revolution two Novembers ago and I thought that was like maybe a second match of the night but it was good mjf can go darby can go sammy even though he has a very punchable face and trust me he's a very punchable guy he got not he got popped up a little bit by andrade and that's why andrade suspended along with being injured he's got talent uh jungle boy it's in between so fun fact about jungle boy he is luke perry's son they utilize that uh his father's death in the storyline between him and christian um Jungle Boy, to me, kind of needs more seasoning for me to say, hey, you're a legitimate champion or title contender, but wrestling subjective. Sometimes there's people who you view as being, you know, the guy or the gal and possibly being a champion, and then there's what they write to the script and put in front of you, and you have to kind of, like, work with it and see how it adapts. It's a little bit like jazz. You can go with the notes, but sometimes you got to improvise a little bit. But I'm interested in that. Um, AEW's kind of been, like, in between. I know the last time we did this show, I was like, guys, I'm bored by wrestling. But now I'm getting into the spirits again because you have – and this is not a just whole WWE household over here, fellas. I'll watch anything if I have the time to do it. The problem is there's just so much right now. There's like 13 days worth of wrestling that's coming up that, that is just very tough for me to do on. And I know I'm a little bit of that vacay PTO. I will not be spending a lot of my time watching, but I am at least getting it back into the aspects of AEW and going from there. Uh, the Women's Championship, they got to figure out what's going on there with Jamie Hayter and who she's going to challenge. Um, because right now it's her and Britt Baker and Riho going against the Outcast, which is Soraya and um, Ruby, and then Tony Storm, you know, people who were not AEW Originals coming over. It's, they're going to set up for a Blood and Guts match. I don't I don't really care. TNT title, I don't know what the hell going on. Warlow and Hobbs are still feuded, not feuding. Like, I, I, I have disagreements on that. And also there's just so many different championships because you have the AEW International Championship, which was the All-Atlantic Championship, which they redubbed so quickly. 
there's good performers in there. I wish Tony Khan was a little bit more consistent. I don't care enough about what's going on in the tag team division. The matches are good, but you know, the guns are your champions. They're going against FTR. Or we can kind of segue that. What I do care about though, the trios championship. You see, there's so many titles I've talked to you guys about. Um, the trios titles, which is a three-man group. So, like, if we challenge, we can get the trios title because there's three of us. It's now held by House of Black, which is Malachi Black, um, Brody King, and then um Buddy Matthews. Let them hold the belts that long, TK. They just took out the uh, the Elite a couple weeks ago at the pay-per-view. They had a pretty decent triple threat match against them and the JAS. It was a little bit screwy, but I can get behind it. I don't know what we're doing, Jay Cargill. We're looking at the banner right now. It, it, I, I really think she should just vacate the title and go after Jamie Hayter. She's undefeated. She's had 52 wins, zero losses. You know, you can say, hey, I'm going to drop this, get this, and you can have her versus Jamie, and you can make that decision of what you want to do. Because the problem is, is that I feel that that TBS title, which is the women's secondary title, has been slightly elevated more than the women's title because I don't like sometimes main titles being feuded with a whole grasp of people that no one's challenging it. If it becomes a faction war and you're fighting because you hate each other, but no one wants a shot at your title, then does the title matter, right? That's like making Japan versus US an exhibition game instead of being the finals of the World Baseball Classic. Look how I brought that shit together, guys. Holy crap. Um, it has to mean something. And the worst thing that you can do to me, there's the rule of kayfabe, and you never break kayfabe. But the biggest, like, worst thing that you could do to me is that you have a title get diminished by not being part of the proponent of the story. That's not saying you can't build good stories in a faction war and have the title still there. Case in point, someone pins the current champion, Jamie Hayter, in that eventual blood and guts match between, you know, the outcasts and then um, the AW Originals. Person could be in line for a story to become champion and get a title shot. You could work with that, but you can't have titles fall back. And if you have the TPS title by Jay Cargo, who is just, I think she's really good. I think she has a lot of potential and she has lived some of that potential now. There's more so. If she's kind of outshining, but she's not on TV that much, it, it kind of hurts in the structure. I also think the mid card title for the women's division doesn't work as much comparison to doing a women's tag team championships, you know, because you don't have it. And I think you could do it better than what the WWE does because WWE is just like not doing anything with damage control, who is holding their women's tag titles. And then also the NXT championships, you know, women's tag team championships is not good either. Sorry. But AEW has my interest. We'll follow up. I'll, I'll always be looking at the Twitter and building into it. And then we'll go to WWE because I'm not going to spend too much time on WWE because we know next week it's going to be the entire cage. Big it time. is WrestleMania. It is, it is, it is going to be predictions. And let me tell you guys my plight, because it's not just WrestleMania. It's also the NXT pay-per-view stand and deliver. Saturday and Sunday is going to be hell for me, because Saturday I'm going to watch that NXT pay-per-view. And I have seen stand and deliver, event, by the so way. I have to miss WrestleMania. <laughs> yeah, oh, which, hey, Edward James almost. Good movie. Good there movie. Go. Fantastic. <laughs> fantastic movie. And then, um, you know, fantastic movie. How do I reach these kids? Um, and then you have WrestleMania Night 1, and I can't watch that because I have to do the charity event thing. And then comes night two WrestleMania. So my Sunday is going to be all day WrestleMania, man. I just got to break it apart. I'm going to suffer for the goodness of my enjoyment and for you guys and for the, everybody <laughs> who listens out there do predictions. Mm -hmm. But here is what I will tell you about WrestleMania. It could possibly be a banger for three reasons. One, I don't have Bray Wyatt versus Bobby Lashley going against each other. Now, Bray, unfortunately, is hurt. But that story wasn't making any sense to me. And sometimes if you're putting up WrestleMania as the definitive and the classic, it kind of feels like how you should have like the Super Bowl make sense if it's the number one seed on both sides, right? Not always the best argument, but sometimes it makes sense. Like two legitimate powerhouses. That's the best way I can explain to you. Or how about this? I'll make it even better. 
your true number ones in boxing with champion and contender as opposed to mandatory interim fights for anybody who follows the combat sports you see that happen too often it's disappointing it's a tune-up match basically i want the real stuff you know it's basically getting floyd and manny pacquiao uh floyd Mayweather and manny pacquiao at their prime as opposed to years delay that's how i would best equate it to you um it was not there so it wasn't there and when it comes to wrestlemania it matters maybe on a throwaway pay per so i hope ray gets better i hope they fix his character bobby lashley can find something else to do sure um but the other highlights we're gonna go on the two other big things i'm coming into and there's more but wrestlemania could be very good or it could be like too stacked that's from two night pay-per-views if night one is better than night two i'm a bitch about a night two if night two is better than night one i'll be like why did i waste that time on night one so i guess i'm stuck watching all day right boys but first off um the bloodline feud is just now coming into full culmination. You got Roman and Cody. I still think Roman's cooking Cody in the promos, but I'm a little bit invested now. My problem with the Cody booking is Cody has only wrestled two guys since he came back from the Royal Rumble, Baron Corbin and LA Knight. And both of those guys are mid mid card at best middle mid card, not mid as in lackey, but middle mid card. So how am I going to propel to a guy who beat Seth Rollins in June, the last match, Torres Peck was gone for five, six, seven, eight months comes back and win the Royal Rumble, but he was entry number 30. It's not like he came back as a number one guy, so let's not get that twisted, right? But if he hasn't beat anybody who can at least make me think he can knock on Roman sword, the same Roman who's beaten Brock, the same Roman who has beaten Kevin Owens multiple times, the same Romans who, or the same Roman who beat Drew McIntyre. Yes, he's getting help and stuff like that, but work with me here. He's beating established guys, and Cody's just beating, like, you know, mid-card people. How, how is that going to make me think it? You know what I mean? So that's why they kind of interwoven Owens and Sammy, which brings in the part two. The tag match is going to be better than than the um, heavyweight championship match. I'm just saying. You're going to have the Usos versus uh, Owens and Sammy. I'm really hoping that's all on night two since I can't be there for night one. How we got here, Andrew, to summarize it, many, many months ago, Sammy walked into the locker room and wanted to be snivelly to um, cool kids. And it took a lot of time for him to get accepted. And Jay didn't trust him. And Jimmy loved him. Solo got to him. Roman got to like him. There was a time in Canada where Jay and uh, Jimmy could be there for the obvious criminal arrest. And Solo could be there for whatever reason. So Sammy had to help out, beat up Drew McIntyre a little bit. Sammy sat there back. There was the War Games match where he he didn't betray Kevin Owens, but he cemented his relationship with the bloodline for them, gave Jay the pin. Everybody accepted him. Everybody loved him. He went from being the honorary Us to Sammy Uso, basically. It was fantastic. And then he just couldn't pulled the trigger against his boy Kevin Owens at the Royal Rumble where Roman was trusting or having concerns about his loyalty and said, hey, hit him with the chair. He says, I can't do it. You're better than this. And then he hit Roman first instead of Roman attacking them because Sammy was like, well, F it anyway. You know, uh, basically, all right, if I can best explain it, my nerdy self, Sammy Zane went out stringer bell style in the wire. Well, if there's nothing I can do to change your mind, get on with it. And he just got lit up. And then he had that fantastic match at Elimination Chamber, which is at the moment, my WWE match of the year. Until the third thing that could make me very, very happy. Guys, we are getting international triple that Patty, beef Patty. And I am so ready. Vince McMahon doesn't always give me what I want. Hunter Hearst Hemsley, Paul Levis, seems to give me what I want. And he's going to be Gunther versus Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre. You mean the same Gunther and Sheamus who gave me my match of the year last year at Clash of the Castle in the Cardinal Championship? Yep. Are you going to be dudes who have wrestled and have produced good matches when it was Sheamus versus Drew McIntyre several times? Yep. And they're going to be a triple threat rules? Yep. And it's going to be for a championship? Yep. And you have the possibility of like Gunther still retaining to break the Honky Tonk Band's record who shouldn't really have that record to begin with because I was Honky Tonk was more of a character than an actual pro wrestler? Yep. And is it going to be fantastic? Yep. Is it going to be a banger? Absolutely. And if I don't get more than 22 minutes of that match, am I going to cry? Yep. Am I going to get 
relief if I see that match go 20 plus? Yep. Am I going to be a happy camper while I watch the international quad patty of Austria and Ireland and uh, Scotland go at it? Yep. Am I ready for it? Absolutely. Because that's all I've been telling you guys I've been wanting for what? A month and a half? And then it happens. I sent you guys my reaction. It's the uh, Michael Jordan used to believe in, or I used to pray for times like this. I'm so excited for that match. Because it's going to be a mixture of actual wrestling with guys beating the shit out of each other. That's how it's supposed to go. Because I believe those three men could whoop my ass. And I will be standing there on Sunday when I first start watching it at like 1 p.m. And I'll take a break because, you know, the second part's going to be there at 7. But the thing is, I'm going to have that all digested. And that might affect all the other matches come out. Because I think between that and the tag match, whoo, buddy. But we'll digest more into WWE next week um, because it is going to be an all-WWE show in NXT. NXT stand delivered it's in between. There's it could be a banger of a card. Um, but I'm ready, boys. I'm ready for it. And that's all I got for you this week on the cage. Alrighty. Okay. Well, I think that's it for us, everybody. So Yep. Good on. I, I enjoyed this one. This was very nice. So we will see you guys next time. Take care. Take it easy. Take care. is over get out of here go do something or at least a week then charles andrew and francisco you crave and seek park hope time <laughs>